Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Well, hello. Good morning, Canvas Church. It's so good to be together, so good to celebrate the amazing news for Betsy and for all of us, because we've all been part of this, right? So it's, it's really so exciting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach. Um, just because, honestly, when Betsy announced it to us on, on Monday at staff meeting, it, it, we were all in tears. It was just overwhelming to be able to hear this news uh, that she is cancer-free, that God did it once again. And God, just like she said, God did it for her. God can do it for you. That is the God that we serve. So uh, let's see if we can pull this together. How about that, church, right? <laughs> um, the message that God laid in my heart to, to speak with you today is titled, Expect a Miracle. That is the God that we serve. We should be always living in, in a way of expecting God to move, expecting God to do a miracle, expecting God to answer, because all of those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when we call, God will answer. And when I, I want to take you this morning to Matthew chapter 15, and I want to read this story to you. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to all of our hearts this morning. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, it says, Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. Other virgins said, versions say that instantly the daughter was healed. This is such a powerful story, and I think we can all identify ourselves with this story. Because I think we've all gone through situations where we are expecting God to move. We are expecting an answer from God. We are expecting a miracle. And maybe we've contended with heaven and pleaded to God for something, uh, for God to do. And we are expecting him to do something. And I love this story because I can relate to this story. Um, I know all of us have different walks of life, and we've all asked God for miracles. But I want to be able, when I see this story, and I say that, and I see that Jesus answered. And, and that last part of that story, Jesus says, woman, great is your faith. If you look at the Gospels, there is only two times where Jesus recognizes the faith of someone. 
And one of them is this woman. And Jesus says, great is your faith. She did not give up. And I want to be able to imitate the faith of this woman. I want to be able to contend with God and keep pressing forward for the answer. And one of the first things that I see in this woman is that she stood humble. You know, it's so easy to sometimes when you're asking God to do something, for God to move. And you know, there's always going to be opportunities for pride to rise in our hearts. I don't know about you, but sometimes we've become so dependent of ourselves and so self-sufficient that we think that we don't need God. And we need to be able to say humble before the Lord. And, and God's word in Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, Jesus is inviting us to learn from him, to stay humble, because humbleness has to do with the condition of our hearts. And we have to be able to lean and learn from Jesus. And we are able to learn from him. One thing that I love about this church, and I know our pastor continues to repeat all the time, is we cannot make God move. Isn't that right? But we can make space for him to move. And we can prepare our hearts. And I think this woman is such a visual of what we can do to prepare our hearts and to make room for God to move. And we should be able to stay humble if we lean into God's word, if we lean into Jesus and learn from him. Psalms 138 verse 6 says, Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. I don't know about you, but I don't want God to keep distance from me. I want God to be able that as I continue to humble myself before the hand of the Lord, that he will draw close to me as I draw close to him. That we continue to pursue after God, his heart, because he is a good God. And this woman did not let her pride get in between her and her miracle. And sometimes we need, to, we need a heart check, right? And we need to ask God, God, is there pride in my heart? Now, I remember growing up at the age of 12. I do not recommend this, anybody. But I was 12 years old, and I was always taught by my grandmother that I should keep busy during the summer. That's why there's so many summer programs for kids, right? So I got the brilliant idea of getting a job at a factory. We were living in TJ at that time. And I thought, well, I'm going to get a job at a factory. So what I did, I grabbed my sister's birth certificate because I wasn't born in, the in Mexico. So my sister was, so I took my sister's birth certificate. At that time, um, some of you young ones do not know what a typewriter is. But I, I, I put white out. Don't do this, please. I put white out, and then I typed over the year because I wasn't going to be able to look that I was 18, but I was like, I can probably push it to 16. But I was 12 years old, and I went, filled out the application, and I got a job from 7 to 5 all day. Till this day, I asked my dad, did you ever, like, ask where I was at from 7 to 5, Monday through Friday, all summer? He's like, 
It's kind of a blur. <laughs> so at age 12, I was already in a factory working all summer, being self-sufficient, thinking that I could rule the world, thinking that I was independent, thinking that I did not need anybody because at 12 year old, when you get a job and you go for an interview and you actually qualify really high and they're like, wow, we really need you. I'm like, I got this. And then when you, when you find yourself in a situation where you know you can't fix it, where you know there's nothing you can do, but you have to humble yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, there is nothing I can do without you. And this woman was going through a very difficult situation. The Bible tells us that her daughter was demon-possessed and suffered terribly. She was in a difficult situation, but somehow she had heard because she came to the right person. Somehow she had heard that Jesus could do it. Somehow somebody had shared their testimony that there was a God that could do miracles and faith arised in her, but she knew she had to come humbly before the Lord. Because I know that as parents, those of us that are parents or that we are adults, we're, we're accustomed to fix things, right? Something gets broken. If we can fix it, we can pay someone to fix it. But we can bring an answer. And she knew that there was nothing she could do to deliver her daughter. But she had to come humbly before Jesus and draw near to him. Number two. This woman persevered. We need perseverance more than ever. We need to be able to keep pushing forward and say, Lord, I know you can do it. Lord, I know you are a good God. Betsy share. We've heard so many miracles in this house that as a church, we've been able to be part. God's entrusted us with this. And God wants us to keep pushing forward and persevere. We must persist. God's word, I don't know if you remember, in Luke chapter 18, there was a widow, a woman, that would go and ask for justice to the judge and say, please, please give me justice. And she would persist and persist. And, and, and this judge, the word of God says that only because she was a pain. Literally, that's what it says. This judge gave the answer and gave justice to this woman. How much more our heavenly father that is good will answer the prayer, will do justice. Hebrews 12, 3, 12, 3 says, consider him, it is talking about Jesus, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't grow weary and lose heart while you are contending for a miracle, while you are expecting a miracle, while you are praying. And one thing that honestly touched my heart for, uh, uh, regarding Betsy's process is that she would fast every time she went into chemo. Honestly, me, it would have been like, that's the day that I'm having my pity party. Anybody with me? 
and everybody love of me and everybody serve me and everybody bring me food because I want comfort food because I want to feel good. I want people to make me feel good. You know what she did? She pressed it. She persevered. And I want to imitate this woman's faith, but I also want to imitate this woman's faith. I want to persevere. I want to contend. Because see, if you look at this story, as this woman humbled herself and persevered, Jesus did not answer. Wow. Jesus stayed quiet. And then our little friends, the disciples, are like, Jesus, get rid of her. Now, I know no Taekwondo and no Kung Fu, but maybe that would have been the moment exactly to be like, right? And, I, and see, that, that takes me th- to my third point. It is so easy sometimes to get offended. Sometimes we can get offended at God because he didn't do it in our time. He didn't do it our way. Sometimes we can be offended to, with someone else. And I just wonder, just, just let, me, let me wonder out here. What if she would have gotten offended in that moment and walked away? What if she would have allowed the offense while she's trying to press forward and seek Jesus and plead for a miracle, there's this opportunity, opportunity that's dropped before her to be offended at God and to be offended at people. And if she would have turned around and said, why me? Why the disciples are saying that? Why is Jesus not answering me now? Even though I've heard that he does miracles, why isn't he turning around at this second, at this moment to look at me? While I'm pleading, while I'm yelling. The Bible says that she was yelling. But she also had a revelation. She did not say teacher. She said Lord. See, she knew something. She knew that he was Lord over everything. And she knew that he was a good God. And sometimes we can't understand what God is doing. We We can trust on his character and who he is because he is a good God. He is a merciful God. He is a healer. He is a deliverer. He will always answer at his time. But he will answer. Church, don't let the offense get between you and your miracle. Don't let the offense get in between you and that answer. We will always have opportunities to get offended. There, there will always, walking out of here, how many decide as you walk out of here where you're going to go eat for lunch? Well, I wanted Chinese. Well, I want pizza. And it it might be just like really simple right now. But sometimes even those things, we let them get in the way and rob us of what God can do in the next moment. And rob us of the opportunity of what God can do in the next hour, in the next day, in the next month. 
Proverbs 12, 16 says, Losing your temper is foolish. Ignoring an insult is smart. How many of us want to be smart? How many of us want to be wise? How many of us want to be foolish? I would definitely remind our wives we should just really highlight that verse to kind of we just bring it up in conversations. Just throwing it out there. Let's move on. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. It says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook the offense. Now that is powerful. Can we all overlook the offense? Now I'm not saying don't, don't, don't. Sometimes I know we have to revisit things and talk about things. Yes, please do that. But don't let the offense hinder your heart and get in the way of getting closer to Jesus, of your faith to increase, of you to receiving the miracle while you're expecting a miracle. It is foolish and, is a, and it's an enemy's trap when we allow the offense to get in our way. We will fall into that pit and we will get stuck. And, and hear my heart, church, when we as young or adult, whatever stage you are in life, when we allow to the enemy to put that offense and when we fall into that pit, there are people that are watching how we walk. And we're either going to teach them, okay, when you get offended, you fall into the pit and you get stuck. And time freezes. Or we can teach them to push forward, let go of the offense, forgive, honor people, love people, and continue to pursue Jesus and expect a miracle. And push past your emotions. See, this woman, instead of getting offended she saw this as a door of an opportunity because when Jesus said it is not good that I take away the bread from the children of Israel and give it to the dogs now that sounds kind of harsh but see Jesus was you got to understand that when Jesus came to the people of Israel, because they rejected him, he opened up the opportunity for all of us, the Gentiles, to walk through the door. And what I can see in this woman's life is she was a Gentile. And she was saying, yes, Jesus, that is right. But let me also contain, not just for me, not just for my daughter, but for all of those that did not be, who were not part of God's people, let me push the door so that all of us can now go in and contend. And because God is a good God, he's a merciful God, he will answer. So I'm thankful for this woman that she didn't take no for an answer. And she kept pressing forward. And then Jesus, see, I think Jesus was trying to stir up her faith because of the answer that Jesus gives her. I think Jesus was trying to say, what else do you have, woman? Come on. I know there's faith. And the Bible says that faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. That means that at that moment, sorry, before that, she had heard that the living word was walking through her town. And she knew there was going to be an answer. So she pressed forward. She did not let the offense get in between her.
And Jesus answered, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done. And God's word says that in that instant, in that moment, her daughter was healed. And if the worship team can come up. My last point is this. The Bible says that as she got closer, there's two different versions of translation. But they all pretty much say the same thing. One says that she came and she knelt before him. The other version says that she came and she worshipped Jesus. See, she worshipped and she knelt even before she got the answer, even before she got the miracle, even before Jesus said, great is your faith woman. She came and worshipped. See, it's so easy sometimes to worship when we receive the miracle, and this is part of what we do, yes, but I don't know if you notice that Betsy worshipped through the waiting room, through coming and kneeling and worshiping God. But it is us as church that we came together and we pleaded God just like this woman and we contended with heaven and say, Lord, you can do it. This woman worshiped God. She came. Church, I want to invite you to worship in the waiting. Worship in the expecting. Worship rejoicing. This woman came and knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. See, the first plea was, Lord, my daughter is sick. Now she realizes that her daughter is part of the issue. But the second plea, she says, Lord, help me me she knew she recognized that she needed lord the god that the issue of her daughter wasn't an, it wasn't an issue for the lord but she recognized that she needed him church we need jesus and i want to challenge in something that the holy spirit prompted me if we could practice today tomorrow and whenever you're asked Good morning, how are you? Can you answer? I'm expecting a miracle. And let that be the prompting of a conversation, especially with people that are going to ask you, what do you mean? Share your story. Share your miracle. Share what you're waiting for. Share what you're contending in heaven. Share with Petsy's story. See, back in 2014, God took me to Luke 137. And it says nothing is impossible for God. And my husband and my daughter will remember this. It was a very challenging year. We went through some transition. And my husband fell into a deep chronic depression. And I, we really had no budget at all. I remember asking a friend, she had a piece of wood, and I asked her, can I have that piece of wood? And it's very cheesy what I did. But I finally, yesterday, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that piece of wood. And I wrote on that piece of wood, miracles will happen. And I put it in my house, then I put a string. And anybody who walked into our house, I, I said, 
do you have a prayer request? Write it up and hang it, and I promise that I will, I will pray. And this is the sign that I put. It's very cheesy, very ugly, but it's what I had. And I remember we put up in that wall so many prayers, so many requests to the Lord. And God answered everyone. And God took me down gratitude lane, not memory lane, gratitude lane. And one of those is we started praying for a home for us, something that we could own. And about three weeks ago, we were able to purchase a property. We're now living there, and we're starting to build. See, God never forgets a prayer. That's why the enemy will try to silence you and tell you to stop praying, to stop contending, to give up on the miracle. The enemy will try to close your lips because if we only knew how much God listens to our prayers, we would always be praying. We would never stop praying. We would never stop expecting miracles because God's got them. And you will remember a couple of weeks ago, we shared about our little girl, Sophia. How she had a separation between her first and her second vertebrae. We found that out when she was five years old. And the doctor said she can't do bungee jumping, she can't ride bicycles, she can't do horseback riding. If she falls off a chair and she hits her neck, she could become a quadriplegic. But the church prayed. We had pursuit night and the church prayed. And I took her back and they did x-rays and the doctor said, Debbie, do you know that Sophia's bones are now correct? There is no spacing between her first and her second vertebrae. And church, there she is. She hasn't stopped riding her bicycle. We serve a good God. Why not expect a miracle? Why not knock the doors of heaven and say, I'm going to contend. I'm going to plead. I'm going to expect a miracle. And let God respond and say to the church, church, great is your faith. Church, great is your faith. Let not give in. Let not offense get in between. Let's not let loose of prayer, but keep pressing forward. Stand to your feet, church. Hebrews 11, 6 says that God rewards rewards and I want to encourage you if you're there in your seat just close your eyes I don't know what kind of miracle what you're expecting maybe maybe it's asking God to touch your body maybe it's a miracle being able to become parents to have a family to have a home to bring salvation to your children to get delivered from addictions maybe you've contended with heaven for so many that you've kind of taken the back burner and said, well, I've already prayed six years. Well, I've already prayed 10 years. Well, I've already prayed whatever it is. I want you to hear the Holy Spirit say, I can do it once again. Because even though when we can't understand what God is doing, we can trust in who he is. I would not be standing here if I didn't understand that God is a deliverer, that God is a healer, 
that God keeps his promises, that God is a good God, that God brings healing, that he restores marriages and lives. And wherever you at right now, I just want you, if you're expecting God, or if your faith has been reignited today, I just want you to lift up your hand right there where you are and say, Lord, I expect a miracle. I will contend with heaven. I will persist. I will not get the offense. And come on, church. If you're offended with God, you're offended at the wrong person. You're offended at the only one who can bring the answer. And if you must say, Lord, forgive me, right now, say it. And if there's somebody that you have to come and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. Let's be a church that let go of the offense. Let's not get, let that get in between. I see so many hands, but you know what? God sees your hand. God sees your hand right now. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for every hand that is lifted up. you can do it Lord we ask you we plead we humbly come before you Lord saying you can do it again Lord none of us can make you move we can only prepare our hearts and make room for you to move and we ask you Father humbly we ask you in Jesus mighty name in Jesus' mighty name, we ask you, Lord. We ask you for a miracle upon every hand that is lifted up. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you. We agree and we partner with heaven for what you are doing in Canvas Church, for what you are doing in every family, Lord. We thank you that your blessing will reach up to a thousand generations. Lord, and we proclaim our generations for Jesus Christ. That they will be living testimonies of the power of our living God, of our Lord and Savior. Lord, let us now do what this woman did. Let us now take a few moments to worship. We will worship. Betsy's going to lead us in this song, church. And if you want to come forward, you can come forward. If you need to step out, you, you can step out. But if you can, take a few moments and say, Lord, I'm going to worship you while I'm waiting. I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to contend with heaven. Just like Betsy did. Just like Sophia asked her group of youth saying, please pray for my neck. We will continue to see the miracles of God in this house as we all as a church continue to press forward and continue to see God. <laughs>